Hi there, my name is Jo Renee Feeler, and I've been doing intuitive readings and spirit-related work, and I call it Enlightenment Without Suffering. I've been doing that for about 10 years. Prior to that, I have an MBA, I was in business and corporate successfully and all these things, so I'm kind of an odd duck <laughs> in the realm of um, spirituality, enlightenment, and consciousness, but I own it. To me, it all fits together, and I'm okay if it doesn't for you. <laughs> but what I'm doing today that I've never done before um, I'm doing a reading for a public person and I've wanted to do this several times, but I hesitate because I respect the privacy of those individuals and my readings tend to be, it's like a soul reading. I don't, I'm not using cards. I'm, I don't know their birth date. I'm not using anything other than the connection that I am to source creator God. Okay. All right. But the first person I wanted to do a public reading for, for some reason is, um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, also known as AOC. She's a very strong personality, and I tend to like strong personalities. Whether I agree with them or not is is irrelevant. I just am impressed with somebody who sort of owns it. So I just wanted to do a really um, quick little intuitive reading here <sighs> to just maybe offer the world. You can do with it what you will, but a perspective of her that you may not see, whether you agree with her or not. Okay, so Alexandria, let me just <sighs> go within here. Fierce confidence in herself at 29 years old, by the way. Wow. Yeah, when I connect with her eternal self, there's the sense of I came to like turn the world on fire <laughs> in, in, a, in a positive way, though, is her, her intentions are always positive. Um, she can be led down the wrong paths at times. She's a little too trusting of other people, um, especially if she feels like they agree with her. Um, she puts too much trust in people and there's so much shady characters um, in all realms of society, including politics. So that, that may get in her way at some point if it hasn't already. Okay. Um, she definitely is impulsive in many ways in her life. She does sometimes uh, say things before thinking about them. Um, but that doesn't have to be a bad thing. Sometimes people think too long about things and then they never say them, right? So she offers an, a new ingredient um, literally here on earth that that was her intention as her eternal self. She wants to create an upward spiral. She, she really has positive intentions um, and thinks very, very big and very, very grandly. Um, it is interesting that she talks about like FDR and the New Deal and things like that because there are some similarities um, in some of her big visionary, let's change, let's change America. And I think for her, she really wants to change the world. Um, so that's, that's interesting. Um, and could be frustrating to her if she wants to change the world. And yet she's limited to being the, I have it on my screen here, House of Representatives for the New York 14th district, right? That's not enough for her. <laughs> and so that's why she's not acting as if she's just the House of Representative. Uh, well, she's the rep for that, for that district. So she, she thinks of herself in a broader way. And at 29, again, wow. Okay, this is a season for her of coming out of her shell. It may look a little bit clumsy and a little bit bumpy at times, but her charm and charisma will kick in um, more fluidly. It looks like around 34 years old, so within five years we'll, we'll see and feel a softer, Samson, it's okay, a softer, uh, gentler, uh, more team-oriented <laughs> version, version of Alexandria um, by around the age of 35. 
but her impulsivity is based on her self-confidence that she wants to be on the side of the people. And that is beautiful. Okay. She is willing to shift her ideas about things. Um, she, okay. Yeah, let me go deeper on this part. She's not attached to an idea. She is attached to what will work. Um, so with her, I actually, I mean, she could be one of those people that turns into a, a fierce libertarian if she changes her mind about something. Um, and by her late thirties and early forties be a completely transformed version of herself that would alienate actually the, the far left, um, or the, the very, very dedicated, uh, you know, I, that group calls itself progressive, right? Okay. Okay. All right. Hang on. There was one other thing back here. I want to go get it. Okay. But politics, um, public speaking, um, somebody who has a voice in politics that, that suits her archetype very well. Um, she likes to have a voice. She could do it also in a, um, uh, a talk show format like on CNBC or CNN or something like that, that would also fit her well. It doesn't have to be politics, but she wants to influence. She wants, she feels herself as an influencer in this world. And, and she likes that she, it, it's possible she could take a, a total break from politics if for even up to 10 years, if she decides to be a mother. Um, okay. Okay. What's this part? Cause I feel a little bit of a knot in my stomach here. There is a part of her that's terrified of being wrong. Um, so with all the ways that she's very impulsive and self-confident, there is a space within herself of like, Oh shit. But what if I'm wrong? And you guys, that's healthy, right? Um, especially at 29 and at any age to have that capacity to doubt, excuse me, to doubt yourself in a, in a meaningful, relevant way, especially when you do have such a public voice. Okay. All right. Let me go deeper here on this one too. Okay. I'm just, I'm like asking her eternal self, what else do you want people to know about you? I'm fun. I'm playful. Um, I like to make people smile. Um, I like to make people happy where I can. I, I could have had a career in entertainment as well as an actress or performer or something like that. I, I really have a sparkle within myself. I'm speaking like as her voice, right? Um, that's weird though. She has a sparkle within herself that she identifies and she recognizes that it does bring a sparkle to the world. Um, but she knows herself as, um, intelligent and capable of, of big things and moving mountains and those sorts of things. Um, she does feel unstoppable in a lot of ways. Okay. Okay. And then I also felt her say, um, but I don't need this. I don't, I don't need this position. I don't need to be in politics. I could quit it all and, and be fine and, and move on to some, oh, that's what it was. Okay. And move on to something else. The other thing I wanted to catch earlier, and I'm glad I got it here. She is a transformation artist, um, not in a fake or phony way, but she has the ability to completely like resurrect herself. So it makes me think of like, 
um, like John Travolta or somebody like that, that, you know, you thought, oh, they're, they're totally, they're never coming back. And then all of a sudden Pulp Fiction shows up and it's like, whoa, all right. And other actors, um, have done that too. And she's sort of like that, that if she does take a hit or decide to phase away, <laughs> never count this, this Alexandria out of this reality because anything is possible from her. And she likes to surprise herself and typically transfer those that are uh, filled with transformation energy. They enjoy surprising themselves because it's a sign that they, they really have sort of rebirthed and been reborn in a meaningful way. Um, <clears throat> and then I'm asking her team a question about this part. Yes. Okay. I just asked, are her political leanings, um, heavily a result of like where she was born and where she grew up and things like that. In other words, did she even have a chance of being raised as like a, or did she even have a chance so far in her life of being, um, like a conservative Republican or a, um, pioneering libertarian or something like that. And her team is just like, no, she's very influenced by her surroundings, um, by what others are doing. And that part of that gift though, it's, I mean, is it gullibility? No, it's her. She's sort of a chameleon. She does take the shape of whomever she's around. Um, she had, and part of that, I know some people could dismiss that as a negative, but it's also her ability to relate to whomever she's interacting with. So given the chance of, of meeting and interacting with a respectful conservative Republican or an independent or somebody who disagreed with her, she could actually, um, come to a different conclusion herself about where she wants to offer her voice to what, um, to what policy, to what group, et cetera. Um, so that I, I personally, as Jill, not that it matters to you, but I find that to be a likable quality. I liked it that I think it was Bill Clinton. There were um, stories when he had Rubin on his cabinet and some others that he would meet with those that agree with him. And then he intentionally met with people that disagreed with him. And he took a while with some of his policies because he had that process. Um, I think Clinton, Bill, Bill Clinton wanted to see all sides of things. And at this point in her night, her life, Alexandria is not interested in all sides. She's, she's maybe a little slightly overconfident and maybe it is her age not to be dismissive of a 29 year old. Um, but she, she maybe leans too heavily on, no, I'm certain I'm right. So remember that pocket that she had, but what if I'm wrong? That's, that's, that's her golden, that's her golden key to a bigger understanding of, well, why do your, your, um, arch rivals on the other side of the aisle. Why do they think the way that they do? And let's, let's dig deeper into that. Let's, let's get to know one of them. If she took a Bill Clinton approach, she could be an even more effective leader, but also I don't think, I don't think her district wants that, right? So she's representing that district and probably representing them really well. I don't know. Um, anyway, so interesting. Anyway, I wanted to tap in there. I hope you enjoyed this reading. Um, Alexandria, if you get to watch this, I hope you liked it. I don't want to do any readings for public figures that would in any way embarrass them or in any way, um, uh, you know, make them feel exposed in any way. I, the, yeah, I've never done a, well, maybe a couple, (laughs) a reading over the years where people were like, well, I hated what you said about me, or maybe they just weren't ready to hear it. And we do tend to be bold and honest in a private reading, but this is a public one. So anyway, there you go. I hope this helps you understand Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez AOC, um, even more than maybe the, in the public eye, um, she's giving credit or maybe even better than she understands herself. That happens a lot with my work. Okay. All right. Bye-bye for now.
Love you. My website is jillreneefeeler.com. I'll put in a link right here and you can check it out if you want more. All right. Bye-bye.